there. You are listening to the Light FM's Girl Talk podcast. My name is Carol. This is Alicia. Hey, I'm Trisha. And today we are covering the subject of heaven. Now, I have to tell you a story about uh, one of the girls that I go to church with. So, um, you know, I think life gets in the way and we forget about heaven sometimes until we lose somebody. And then mm-hmm. then it becomes more yeah. on our mind than normal. And this this gal that I go to church with, she... Um, Uh, has lost some very important people in her life. And she said, you know what, Carol? She said, I wake up every morning thinking today could be the day. And she said, that has totally changed my perspective about what I go through and how I deal with things here on earth, that today could be the day that I see Mm -hmm. Jesus face to face. And that, I mean, it was huge for me. And Mm -hmm. I've tried to do that, although I don't do it well, because, you know, everything gets in the way. And and things happen and life kind of muddies the water for you. But I thought that was a great perspective and a great way to launch into this conversation about heaven because um, we do have a prize waiting on us mm-hmm. and we don't often view it like, like that. You know, it, it's it's easy to forget that that is what is waiting for us. You're in the middle of a traffic jam. That's right. You're not thinking about heaven. No. I've got to get to work. I'm not thinking about heaven. The printer jams. You know, yeah. These are the things that get us frustrated. But that's exactly right. Today could be the day. Right. I heard it said once, you know, imagine you're going on a trip that you're excited about, like to Italy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to research Italy, mm-hmm. what the weather's going to be like, what the food's going to be like, where you're going to go. You know, you envision it in your head and you get excited about it. Right. But we don't do that about heaven where we're going to spend eternity. Mm-hmm. So the more we can think about heaven, I think the better. Like you said, the perspective change, even the little frustrations that we undergo, they don't matter as much. Right. Such a powerful way. And I also think that um, when we think about heaven, there's a negative connotation there because we've lost somebody. So we can't see heaven for what it really is. We Mm -hmm. just see it through our grief. You know, Uh, for me right now, I don't want to think about heaven. And that that sounds weird because I'm a believer in it. But but it just reminds me of all the people who are there who I miss so much. You know, so I think that's kind of my thing that sometimes I don't want to. If the person that you're miss, because this is what I struggle with, like if we truly believe in heaven, right? Why are we so sad when someone goes to heaven? I I know it's like we miss them here on earth and and we can't talk to them, but if they went to Italy and you knew in however many years you were going to go to Italy and be with them, would you? Would that make it easier to envision that that's where they are and? Even though you can't talk to them, can't see them, that you've maybe been to Italy before and, and you know, like... They're doing great and having fun. Yeah. And, yeah. Is it yeah. because we've seen something and, and heaven is just still a mystery, even mm-hmm. though the Bible tells us what it's like and we have right. our own vision of it because we've never physically seen it? Is that what makes it harder to... Because we don't know exactly what they're experiencing? If you're asking me specifically, I think it's just I'm still in the grief process. You know, I'm very much in that. And I just I'm not there yet. I'm not. I mean, I don't doubt that my dad's no longer in pain and that he is doing great and he wouldn't come back if he had the choice. That doesn't make my void in my life any less. You know what I'm saying? We are forever people. We're we're destined for eternity with God. And so when we're here in this world, we're not home. And so we don't feel 
good. We, you know, right. 100%. We don't feel like this is where we belong. There's that piece of us. And when we have to say goodbye to someone, even for who knows how many years, and that's, I think, part of it is we don't yeah. know how many years. Right. Yeah. But right. if we have to say goodbye to someone, it hurts us because we're destined for forever. And I right. think that's just, um, it's, it's just so hard. It's a tension, I feel mm-hmm. like. I read this. I, I know you have talked about the book, Randy Alcorn's yes. Heaven book. I'm reading really, it. You mm-hmm. are reading it. Yes. And it's helped you yes. kind of process through uh, your grief. But I, I found this quote from him, and I thought it was so fitting, and it kind of leads into what we're discussing. He said, we'll never be satisfied with any person less than Jesus mm-hmm. and any place less than heaven. And I think that is so true that it's, but it's there again, you've never, you've never experienced it. You can, you can read about, you know, I can read about Italy all day long, but if I've never go there and I never experience and I never taste the food or see the sights, you know, Mm -hmm. there's still that um, ambiguity out there for me that I can only imagine what it's like. And I think that's part of my struggle with heaven. I mean, I I think there are a couple of different things. I think part of the grief process is just that void that you're Mm -hmm. left with in your life and and realizing all the things that you didn't maybe on a daily basis realize that you depended on that person for, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. And, and I think that's one part of it, too. It's not that I'm not looking forward to heaven. It's just it feels so far away right now. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't know that, you know, today but could I, be the day. Could but be I the, also right. think, like, I don't know. Even though we know we want to go to heaven, it's going to be a great experience. And, and for me, that's the thing that gets me through difficult situations is knowing that there really isn't an end. Mm-hmm. Right? right? But. If someone said today's my last day, I would be sad. Yeah, I would be traumatized in in because um, I don't want my life here to right. end. Right, to hold but on is, to this is, life. And so I struggle with like, yeah. if heaven is that great, why wouldn't I just be like, okay, that's great. Hey guys, I'll see you in heaven whenever that will be. Yeah, that's exactly what he like talks about today. in that book. In, yeah. in heaven, you know? he talks about it. Well, and he talks about why we should be excited about it. And maybe this will help on some level. Mm-hmm. I know it has helped me. He talks about heaven as not being like the clouds and sitting there and playing harps and, you know, <laughs> angels flying by. What you're going to say Twinkies. sitting there playing cards. I was like, I don't maybe know. Maybe somebody will play cards. I'm bingo not a one day. <laughs> Girl talk bingo. Listen, it could That's happen right. if someone loves Uno. That's right. I don't know. But... He talks about it as being earth perfected. It's mm. because God created this earth. It's not just going away. Right. He said it's earth perfected. Okay. So when you look out of your window and you see something beautiful, it might be the mountains or it might be the ocean. It's it's that in a perfect form. Mm. There is no um, weeds. <laughs> there is no uh, dangerous ice situation or there is right. no whatever it is. It's perfect. I like to imagine I, I was reading that book when we went to the beach. And he was talking about that. And so I was looking at the beach differently. I was like, what if, what if I was on the beach in heaven? Like I was at the beach with Jesus. How awesome is that? You know, everything's It would not perfect. be Shark Week. It wouldn't yeah. be Shark Week. Right. No jellyfish. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, itchy sand getting in places you don't want it. Right. It's just perfect. You know, the waves and the, and the sunsets and the glory of it all. He has created this. This is his creation. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be in its perfect form. Yeah. And so I love to think about it like that. And then I can get excited about it. Even though I've never been. I've been to the beach. Right. And I've mm-hmm. been to the mountains and I've seen beautiful things. Right. It's that just intensified. And we get to do things that we love to do. Mm-hmm. My mom couldn't wait to go to heaven mm-hmm. because she wanted to do art for Jesus. 
And she read somewhere that in heaven, you know, your ability to do the things that you love is just amplified beyond and beyond. And she said she, she just imagined like throwing her hands up and art would appear mm. and, and colors and wow. beautiful things that she loved that she wanted to do here and tried to do and did a great job. Right. But up there, she can do it in such a, a beautiful way. So that that I hope can get you excited because it gets me excited. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's a period at the end of the sentence, well, you know? I love I mean, that vision. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I do too. And and you think about what it is that you love to do most, what you feel gifted to do, and you'll be able to do that for eternity. I've never heard mm-hmm. it put quite like mm-hmm. that. So thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. I, I'm thinking, rolling through the, the verse in my mind from 2 Corinthians 4.18, it says, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. And I think... Um, I think I go to that verse kind of in in correlation with heaven and and fixing our eyes not on what is right in front of us and the struggle and the the pain and the grief or whatever the void and and fixing our eyes on on something else. But I also go back to this verse because um, you have to fix your eyes. Yes, your eyes active. don't naturally go there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's the struggle for me. My eyes don't naturally look to heaven. You know, right. I'm naturally looking at what's in front of me and the struggle and the pain or the, the heartache that I feel or the void that's left in my life. And sometimes it's hard to lift your gaze and just look a little mm-hmm. bit, little, little bit higher. You know, yeah. um, I think that's what's so powerful about the stories that we hear, especially, you know, um, when you when you talk about or you talk to people who um, who are at the end of their life or they know that death is coming and, and they have such a peace about yes. them. You know, is yes. because they have been able to, and on some level, and you hear people tell stories all the time that were with loved ones in hospice or, or at a bedside when someone mm-hmm. passes and they'll say they had just such a peace or they mm-hmm. smiled or mm-hmm. they looked up. You know, I think they're finally seeing that. Mm-hmm. Their faith is becoming sight and they're able to um, give us just a little sneak peek of what is to come. Well, and I think that's a gift to the living. Yeah. We oh, can yeah, see absolutely. that and share those stories sure. that... To, to have that peace in a what could be a scary time. Sure. And I wonder about people who don't believe in heaven. Mm-hmm. That that's the sad thing I find when people are at the end of their life yeah. or or a loved one dies and they don't the living doesn't believe in heaven. And so like what do they have to look forward to? Right. It's very different if you go to a memorial service for someone who strongly believes in Jesus Christ and someone who doesn't. That is there so is true. such a feeling of hope when the believer dies and such a feeling of loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's loss on both ends, sure. but but like right. eternal loss. Like right. I don't know. This is the end. Like right. oh, how sad that is. Right. And I, I think we, we don't we don't deal with that well as a um as a culture endings. We don't Right. You know, no. we don't know how to end things, right. especially here in the South. I mean, you know, we get ready to leave and you have to say bye 28 times. There's seven you. steps to a Southern goodbye. Exactly. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And that's just the first part. You know, right. um, you got to get you a little dish or something to take with that's you. Right. That's you know? right. Um, but I think we're so bad at saying goodbyes. I'm terrible at it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like saying goodbye. No, oh, we, none God. of us like it. Brutal. Yeah. Because we're hardwired for eternity. Yeah. <laughs> and we all are, are also, our, our eyes tend to go to what's, yeah. what's right here. And Well, and I think, like, I have a hard time saying goodbye because I have hope that I will see the person again. Mm. That it's not the end. Like, right. like, if you leave a job, you know, after a long time and you're, they give a big party mm-hmm. or something. And I'm like. 
but I still can be friends with you. I still can. Right. We right. still right. can Facebook. hang out. Yeah. You know? That's right. And so I just, I, I personally don't enjoy those things because I really want to continue that and think that it doesn't have to end. Right. And it's the same with heaven, though. Yeah. And I, you know, think of so many times when um, if you've ever been away from what you call home, whether it's your family or actual Mm -hmm. structure of home, if you've ever been homesick. I think that's kind of the underlying feeling that we're supposed to feel as believers, like a little homesick. I remember when I was a kid, you know, going away for the first time and you feel that, oh, I just want to be at home in my own bed. (laughs) You know, after you go on a long trip, Mm -hmm. there ain't nothing like sleeping in your own bed and taking a shower in Mm -hmm. your own bathroom, you know, all those little driveway, even those little things. I can remember, I can distinctly remember this, like. I could close my eyes and tell you exactly what's around me, but I can remember when we would go to my grandparents' house, we did it every Christmas, every Christmas that I ever remember. We got in the car and went to my grandparents for Christmas. And I can remember, I would be laying in the backseat of the car. This is way before seatbelts were, you know, required. Uh, yeah. I remember <laughs> laying, yes. laying in the backseat of the car. And I could tell you how close we were to home by the lights we were passing. Mm, you know, wow, I'd saw, because yeah. I, I would see a, a, this particular gas station sign and I would like, okay, we're almost home, you know. Mm-hmm. And you see those signs. And, and I think that's kind of how the Bible's laid out, you know. And, and and the Bible says when you see these signs, oh, you're almost home. You're almost home. That's uh, I was thinking this morning uh, about some friends of the ministry who who lost a loved one recently, and and the song "Almost Home" by by Mercy Me came on, and I and I was thinking of that how I I would lay in the back seat of the car and be like, okay, we just passed the Chevron station, we're almost home. You know, okay, we're gonna turn right up here at this at this light. Yeah, I mean, I had it memorized. Yeah, I didn't have to sit up. I could just <laughs> lay there and watch as the lights went by, and so. I think that gives me comfort at least um, to know that uh, we can see some signs. You know, the yeah. Bible also says no man knows the hour of the day, but we can uh, see some signs happening when we all will go home um, if yep. we don't leave before then. One of the gifts of grief that I have found is that every time you lose someone that you love, mm-hmm. it does put your mindset more in heaven. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing for us every single day. Yeah. And that only, I, mean, I have found for me, it only has come through losing my mom. Mm. It's a gift of grief mm. because it helps us, you know, to, it, like if you're, imagine grasping this life. It's just like one finger or two fingers letting go of that grasp on this life. And then you start to think more about heaven than you think more about here. Mm. And I think that is that piece that you're Mm -hmm. talking about. I wanted to share one quick thing with you from the book, Heaven. Mm -hmm. So what's happened a couple of times, like something good has happened a couple of months ago or something in my life. And I'm like, oh, I really wish mom could have seen that. Mm -hmm. And people that I know, people that I love and respect say, she has seen it. Mm. she's she's seeing it and then I was reading a little bit more in that book because I wasn't really sure about that but he talks about the fact that that the loved ones that we have the believers that have gone before us are aware of things that are happening down here maybe Mm. not everything but they are aware and they're praying for us and Mm. and Jesus is praying for us and they're loving us and um a friend shared this with me because I was like, well, how am I going to do this? Because my mom always prayed for me. Mm. So how am I going to do this thing? And she said, well, she was praying, but she was praying to Jesus. Mm. So now you're praying to Jesus. So right. it's not like, you know, you're on your own. You're on your own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're still praying to the to the one who answers. So right. so if that's comforting at all to you, because it's comforting to me just to think that my mom can see mm-hmm. that she is cheering me on mm-hmm. and when we when you know things go well that 
that she is a part of the celebration as it draws me closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think one of the, the honest questions that people ask is, how do you know heaven is real? Mm-hmm. You know, I've had many discussions yeah. with, um, I have family members who aren't believers, and um, we got, you know, you, you get together with your family and like, don't discuss religion or politics, <laughs> just stay away from those. <laughs> and every single time, this group of family members would get together, both of those things would come up. <laughs> so I'd be like, oh my goodness. And so one of the family members said to me, she's like, what if you're wrong? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember who I heard say this, but at some point in my life, I heard somebody say, if I have lived my life as a believer and I get to the end of my life and this is all there was, I've still lived a good life. Mm -hmm. But if you as an unbeliever live your entire life and you're wrong, you've lost eternity. And so that is what I want to say to you today. If you're struggling with the whole idea of heaven and you're you're struggling to make it make sense, maybe you grab this book by Randy Alcorn, pick up your Bible, read it. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of talk about heaven and, and, and you can get in there and study and we'll try to list some of those resources mm-hmm. for you. Billy Graham has a book about heaven. Um, I mean, there's so many good resources out there, solid resources that will educate you on heaven, but... I would my final thing that I would say to you is if you don't believe in heaven and you get to the end of the life end of this life and you're wrong, you have wasted an eternity. Mm -hmm. And so if we can help you work through that, if you have questions or comments or things that you want to say, we'll try to interact with you via the Facebook page. You're always welcome to email us. Girl talk at the org. Know that we love you so much and uh, that we're on this journey with you. And as we walk through and struggle through things and, and have questions, you're welcome, always welcome to ask questions. And we, we may not always have the answers, <laughs> um, but I tell you, we can point you to some people who are much smarter than we are who can answer those questions and be there for you. The important thing is know that you're loved, you're a part of this Girl Talk family, and we so enjoy gathering around these microphones, and we will see you next time for the next Girl Talk podcast.